Good evening everyone and welcome back to another episode of the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. On the agenda this week we've got Delight at Craven Cottage as Fulham finally pick up their first win of the season. The Saints nearly sinners after a late Villa flurry. The Welsh Wing Wizard who finally announces his return back to North London. And the FPL Addicts King who has temporarily at least lost his crown. Welcome to all and we're going to bring in that former FPL King himself. It's Elliot Craig. How are you mate? I'm doing well, thank you, mate. King's quite a nice title to have, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You've, you've niced me there, so thank you. I mean, I mean, you've lost the title for the minute, haven't you? You've, you're more of a prince now, after your absolutely shocking week. You've been sent down to the dungeon of FPL after your shocking week, but more on that later. To start with, though, we will bring in the FPL um, football results for the week. Um, Daniel Podence and Ike Nuri started Wolves off for a great start of the game with their 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. At Molyneux was a good win for them. At the Bramall Lane on Saturday for the early kickoff, Kyle Walker returned to haunt his former club with an absolute fizzer to send Manchester City home with the three points. Three o'clock kickoff, we had Burnley losing 3 0 at home to Chelsea. Zuma, Ziyech, and Werner getting on the score sheet for the Stamford Bridge side. Liverpool played host to West Ham and just edged that one slightly. Pablo Fornells keeping on his good form for the Hammers before Salah and the man in form, Diogo Jota, scoring there for Liverpool. Aston Villa and Southampton to kick off Sunday. What a game this was. Southampton raced to a 4-0 lead after an absolute set-piece masterclass from James Ward-Prowse. The goals from Grealish, Mings and Watkins nearly, nearly pegged them back completely. A few scares in the Southampton camp, but they left Birmingham with all three points. Newcastle and Everton, now this will uh, obviously put a smile on your face, Elliot, a double from Callum Wilson continuing his great early season form and a late consolation from Dominic Calvert-Lewin, not enough to get any points for Everton. They've stumbled a little bit now with back-to-back losses in the Premier League. The big game of the weekend that was mooted was Manchester United and Arsenal, two massive clubs and uh, Aubameyang with the goal for Arsenal after Hector Bellerin assist, send the Gunners away from Manchester with all three points. And uh, Tottenham Brighton, Tariq Lamptey, the FPL favourite already getting himself a goal. It was a contentious one after a potential foul on Pierre-Emerald Hoiberg in the build-up. But Kane and Gareth Bale with his first goal after returning back to the white of North London with a goal there. And Spurs took all three points. Fulham and West Brom. Fulham finally getting themselves a win. Bobby Reid and Ola Aina getting on the score sheets for the Cottagers. And the Baggies left London disappointed. And to round out the week, what a win for Leicester. Yuri Tielemans at the double after an early goal from Harvey Barnes and Jamie Vardy also scoring and Stuart Dallas with a brilliant ball whipped in, foxed everyone and got the only goal for Leeds. So that was the football results. So Elliot, over to your three shocks of the weekend. What did you take out of it? Thank you very much, Ollie. Game week seven has flashed by and along with it brought some colossal FPL scores. The first main shock of the week goes to Southampton midfielder James Ward-Prowse. On his birthday, he managed to net two goals and earn himself an assist, all from set pieces, which accompanied by three bonus points and added with his playing time equal to a 17-point score for the midfielder. With only 5% ownership, he could be one to look out for. My second main FPL shock of the week was Jack Grealish. It was quite shocking after being 4-0 down 
one. Grealish led his side back to get three goals with two assists and a goal for himself. He ended the week on 15 points, which is not bad considering the score at half time. My third and final shock of the week was big Kurt Zuma. The Frenchman netted his third goal of the campaign and earned himself a second consecutive clean sheet, which totaled his game week seven point tally to 14 points. Some big, big scores this week from two players, especially who aren't the most common players in FPL, but that was my three FPL shocks of the week. Top class, perfectly done. And now we'll move on to the more FPL side. To introduce the other two guests, we have got um, the man himself, the guru, who's taken a bit of a slip in the league of late. Um, but of course, he's a perennial guru himself. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Ollie. Um, look, I have slipped a little bit in uh, a few of my mini leagues, so you know, not too happy. But I'm hoping uh, you know some of the uh, changes I'm going to make this weekend, which uh, includes my wild card. Uh, finally, um, you know, will get me back up those leagues. That'll be something to watch out for. Big changes to your team, and a man who's made already some massive changes to his team to start his season. It's the uh, it's the man himself. It's Jack Gillibrand from Esports Live. Jack, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Um, I don't know how I'm feeling. I can't put into words, unfortunately, boys. If everyone's listening at home, uh, you know, on the podcast or watching. My face is full of disappointment and sadness for the week that I've had. Um, just as I thought I was finding a bit of form, uh, it all went downhill. So, But more on that later, I guess. And I guess that was compounded. We're recording this on Thursday night, so a little bit later than usual this morning. You're Manchester United, an absolute shocker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to discuss it. It's <laughs> Potching? Question mark? <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see. That's wishful thinking. <laughs> Of course, but a 2-1 loss to Istanbul Bashakshir, absolutely inexcusable. Um, what also was a bit inexcusable was um, Elliot in our mini-league. He actually started this game week on top, but he has slipped a lot um, in terms of uh, this week's results. As we bring up the mini-league table, we have a new leader, um, someone I know quite well from my uh, time back home. Uh, Tom Stones, Desmond Tutu, currently leads the league as we bring that up. I'm currently in 11th spot, which isn't too bad, just outside the top 10. But there you go, there is the league table. We've got Tom Stones on top by seven points, clear of Werner, she wrote. And if we scroll down, we see Elliot there, who's dipped a few spots. He's currently in seventh. He's fair way off the lead now, actually. 19 it's, points it's off the seventh, lead. But if you look at it, I'm basically third because I'm only three points off third. If you look at it, it's very, very close. That's pretty, not much top three. Pretty, pretty much top three when you That's think not how it, it works, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not how it works at all. Um, I'm only eight points back from Elliot now, which um, if you said that to me uh, at the end of last week's podcast, I'd have taken that 100%. And we scroll down for Matt, who finds himself out of the top 20 somehow. 24th, he finds himself in 41 points off the pace up top. But otherwise, a fairly decent week. Um, congratulations for Tom for absolutely unseating uh, the former king we had. It looked like he was going to be ruling all season, but he's been knocked off his perch. And uh, Blackburn fan Tom Stones is we were going to try and get him on the podcast, but he didn't respond to my message. So I think that'll be one for a future weeks. We might be able to get him on so he can explain his FPL expertise. In terms of the top 20, um, only one chip was played. It was a free hit played by the person 18th. Declan had his free hit played. Um, he has now played two chips. He's played his wild card in game week two 
and now his free hit in game week seven. But otherwise, no other chips were played. So a little, a little bit boring on that front, let's say. Uh, but let's go over to our teams individually now. Elliot, we'll start with you. It's your worst week of the season by far. Yeah, look, mate, I've, I had an absolute shocker this week. I'm just going to take the 38 points that we got, which was, you know, not acceptable. 15 below the average is quite shocking. You, you look at my team, only Salah. I'm glad I've picked Salah as my captain because that were the most points I could have got. And then Kane were the only two that really did anything of note for me. Hamez obviously didn't play. I was hoping Mitchell would come in for him, but he didn't play either. I think Van Arnholt's back up now, isn't he, and running. So, you know, just a lot of uh, twos, ones and threes around. I think it was similar stories for a lot of people this week, but obviously not you. But um, yeah, we'll take the 38 points. We'll, we'll make some changes this week. I'm still not sure what changes, but we'll move on to next week, definitely. I mean, you're going to have to. You want to get this one out of your memory because an absolute shocker, well below the average. Um, obviously, I can't say the same about myself not being below the average again, but we'll move on to me later. We'll move on to Matt, though, in the more immediate future. How did you get on? Yeah, look, it was another disappointing week. Um, look, I, I, I felt that I uh, I was let down by a few players this week, especially Sterling, who... Um, you know, he had a pretty good game for Man City, but he just couldn't quite get a goal. St. Maximum was another one. He got a one-on-one and he missed. Um, you know, four goals from Aston... Uh, sorry, three goals from Aston Villa and Barkley wasn't involved in one of them. So, um, And then the Doherty clean sheet kind of went down the pan with the, you know, the dodgy decision. And I, I started so well with Semedo, so it wasn't, wasn't the best week, but I still feel like I gained some ground because I got, you know, more points than Elliot. So I've, and with, when he was top, and I knew I had more points. I thought that's more points towards the top at, you know, knowing that I'd, I'd had more. But um, that my biggest mistake was uh, not taking out Trent for Zuma, which was funny because he was one of my guru picks last week. And um, I didn't even listen to my own advice and thought... Didn't back you know, yourself. Didn't back myself. And all, all three players, so I picked Che Adams, um, Lookman and Alexander-Arnold. And all three of them either got goals or an assist and Zuma... That would have given me an extra 12 extra points than what I've got now. And you know, I'd probably be looking quite good. But um, at the same time, I think if I'd done that move, I probably wouldn't have decided to use a wild card. And I think it's time for me to use that wild card now. So too many players underperforming. And hopefully this week is going to be uh, a much bigger score than this. You'd like to hope so. He's just under the average. I mean, uh, Jack, the line has been taken off you a little bit because of Elliot's absolutely disaster class. But, um, you know... You had an okay week based off your standards. <laughs> an okay week. I think I think um I think it's similar to Matt though. Like a lot of the players have underperformed and that's what's really obviously um killed me this week. But obviously I made some changes last week. I made them early uh, in the game week. Uh took out Grealish, brought in Zaha, who has been chasing for a while, took out Mitchell um to make make that way and brought in some Leeds player. Um and then at the last minute, Castagna obviously took that injury um, on the Friday. So I thought, should, should I take this four-point hit? And I took the four-point hit and brought Saiz in. And then he didn't even play. There was no there was no reason for him not to be playing. So, um, you know, after being, you know, he's a top-ranked defender in, in FPL, brought him in and obviously he didn't even play. So he got zero points. Um, so I took the four-point hit. The rest of the squad didn't really perform apart from um, Kane and Salah. Um, I chose Martinez instead of McCarthy again, and I should have switched it, obviously, after that result. What a game that was, by the way. 4-3 to Southampton. Um, and, yeah, obviously, it just didn't perform and stuck at 11 under the average. And I think 
now have um, gone into the hundreds, back in triple digits again, which I've stayed out of for the last couple of weeks after playing my wildcard. So a bit of a thinking and back to the drawing board and, and see. I think I'll just have to have a, a week off this week and let it play out and see how we go and not panic um, and just trust in the team that I've got. You know, I think United are playing against Everton, so not too sure what's going to happen there with Penaldez and you know Calvert-Loon if he can snatch one. Um you know, and Jorginho looks like he's off penalties as well, boys. So that's that investment, I think, gone. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, based off based off Man United defending this morning, Dominic Calvert-Lewin should be aiming for about seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think even the defenders will be able to run the whole pitch, won't they? <laughs> there won't be any defenders there. So uh, I do think you've got quite a good side, though, Jack. Sorry, yeah, going forward, like you've got Zaha's got a good fixture this week. Yeah. Uh, Kane's got a good fixture. Son's got a good fixture. I think Calvert Lewin is playing against quite a dodgy Man United defence, and then Easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Everton's fixtures are actually looking quite good down the track. So, yeah. um, and I, I was speaking about this earlier with Man United. I think they've gone two league games without a goal, and you yeah. wouldn't think they'd go three on the spin without a goal. Surely not. So, surely um, not. I think even like Rashford, you expect to be stepping up, and Martial coming oh, back. Yeah. Um, you know, you're hoping there's hoping something there. Cavani might even make an appearance just just for the team to do something. You know, I'm happy if I don't do well in FPL as long as Man United win, but we'll have to, <laughs> have to see. <laughs> when neither happen, it's not the best, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, boys. It's not good. But at least I think you need to see more than anyone. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is true, Elliot. You should be shocked after that after that uh, week that you've had. Over to me, and now. I can stake the claim that I'm still not gone below the average. Um, I can't say that I've been above the average every week because I was actually bang on this week. 53 points. Obviously, it was quite a high average this week. So, um, yeah, it was quite a high points that I was supposed to be achieving for. But obviously, a lot of people um, contributed and did well. And I just about hit that as well. I started off really well with Kilman, who I brought in 4.2 at the time. And uh, he absolutely smashed it with a clean sheet. Um, Danny Ings is a frustrating one. I know he got a brilliant goal. It was really well taken, but he'll be out for a little while. So I'm going to have to uh, get him out of my plans. But a few people contributing. Calvert-Lewin, obviously, with a goal. Kane got me 12 points as my captain. Salah had a goal, but a few blanks, obviously. Son, Fernandez, um, blanks as well. So very up and down week. I was watching the Southampton game and they had the clean sheet up to the 60th minute. And I thought that they were going to hold it. Villa didn't look threatening. And obviously, they lost that one on the car. It was brilliant. Crazy. McCarthy was brilliant though in in net though for uh, for oh, Southampton yeah. in between the sticks. So I'm happy phenomenal. with this week. Happy with this week in terms of everyone else, close to the top, and just bang on the average. So I'll take that. Okay. Oh, perfect. Team name Sabani. He's chosen. All right. Intro it. <laughs> So now moving on to our manager of the week. The squad will be on screen. It's sponsored by Esports Live, this segment. So uh, the winner of this week's manager of the week will receive a $10 credit for any Esports Live tournament on PS4 or Xbox, which you can play for prizes and also some cash as well. This week, that will be going to Jovan Sadzikov, who is the manager of Sabani. He's 21st on the ladder and had a score of 79 points. If you just run through his team quickly, he had Dominic Calvert-Lewin as his captain. He got a goal, but also a Big helping hand from Jack Grealish with 15 points. Also, Tariq Lamptey helped him out with a goal at the back. And Cancelo with eight points as well was nice. 
and uh, also Jan Vestergaard as well with some decent, decent points. So his defence really on all fronts there. So that's a really good score from him. And uh, he might be one to watch. He's into he's just outside the top 20. He's 21st in the FPL Addicts and Esports Live League, but he may be one to watch going forward. So now, Matt, on to your pride and joy of this FPL podcast. It's the Guru section. Fire away, mate. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, look, we're going to start again with some uh, some polls uh, that we've done recently on our social media page, FPL underscore addicts on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we had some, uh, sorry, some questions, some Game Week 8 questions that have come in from our followers. Um, the first question come in from Mohamed Kurd. His question was, Werner, Mane, Zaha, Bale, Cavani or Malpe? Who is the best game week eight captain? Um, he's asked, uh, there's a few uh, different choices there. If I'm going to pick for game week eight between those guys, it's going to have to be, I think Zaha would be my number one. Um, home to Leeds. He's had a few uh, He's had a few good scores this uh, season, Zaha. So, um, you know, Leeds are quite a, uh, an open side. So I'd probably say Zaha. Um, and also Werner with his uh, penalty double last night in the Champions League. Um, Mane, you know, quite a tough fixture, um, hasn't had too many kind of big scores. Bale did get his first goal last weekend and, you know, Spurs, nice fixture at West Brom, but no guarantee of a start. Cavani, um, you know, I think that we, we've spoke about Man United and, you know, Jack would, uh, would vouch for me with, with that one, that that's definitely a, a no-go. Um, and, uh, and Malpe didn't even get in the, uh, in the squad for Brighton last week. So, uh, for me, Werner and, uh, and Zaha. And I'd probably be saying uh, Zaha is number one and Werner number two. Um, our next question come in from uh, from James Gasden, who's very well known on the uh, on the pod. He's also in our draft league. Um, he come in with a question, and Mohammed. Uh, we had another Mohammed Fawazi uh, in uh, also asked the uh, the same question: uh, the best replacement for Danny Ings at a similar cost. Um, this was quite a uh, you know a favourite. Uh, question. It was quite a hot topic this week with Danny Danny Ings having a uh, you know a six week potential layoff. Um, in terms of, of best replacement at a similar cost, um, I'm probably going to say it's got to be Calvert Lewin. If you've not got Dominic Calvert Lewin in, um, and you know you've got Danny Ings sitting there with a uh, with an injury, I think he's the uh, the informed man. He scored in uh, the majority of games this season, including on the weekend uh, against Newcastle. Um, I think another one. Similar price, he is cheaper. I've gone Callum Wilson. Um, Elliot would like me uh, saying that one, but it, you know he's, he's scored another double. Uh, seems to be uh, scoring a lot of penalties as well and uh, just getting points quite regularly. So I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Wilson are the best uh, replacements with a similar cost. If you've got a bit of money left over, um, I'd probably be looking at someone like Timo Werner if you've got a bit more in the bank. Um, you know, Again, we just mentioned his, uh, his two goals in the, uh, in the Champions League. And I think... Um, you would need a bit more money. But if you do go with Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Callum Wilson, um, you do have a little bit more money left in reserve to, to use elsewhere. And our last question came in from uh, the Instagram name was uh, Akiaka Bar. Um, and he has asked, is, uh, is Trent Alexander-Arnold worth keeping? Well, that's a... Uh, my own personal team, I've, I've actually decided to uh, take him out probably a week late. I'd say at this stage, 
there's no evidence to show that we should really be keeping Trent right now. Um, you know, there's no clean sheets for Liverpool. You know, he's not uh, been scoring the free kicks or getting the assists. Look, he's done well in the Champions League, but um, look, I think you can get uh, Zoomers and Chilwells for a couple of million cheaper. Um, but I do think Trent will come back into our teams at some stage of the se- this season. But um, you know, short to medium term, probably your next sort of six or seven games, I'd, I'd be saying uh, you know, dispose of Trent and, and swap him for someone else. Matt, have you got? Any players that you think might fire this week? Any form players that uh, might produce some points? Yeah, look, I've gone with my uh, my form players. Um, in terms of current form, I think this guy speaks for himself. I know a few of you have got, got him in your teams and or potentially in your draft teams with Jack Grealish. Um, he had a huge weekend haul, 15 points. You know, I think that took everyone by surprise. He was, he was sort of sitting there on, uh, you know, the standard two points for most of the game. And then he kind of pops up. Winning the penalty, scoring the uh, scoring the late goal, and ending up in uh, you know pretty good position. Um, other form players, Zuma, I mentioned him a few times in the last couple of weeks. He got a goal and a clean sheet. Still kicking myself that I never made that transfer. Um, another one, Callum Wilson got a double. You know he's an absolute brilliant, brilliant player in fantasy at the moment. I think he's actually gone above. Uh, Dominic Carvert-Lewin in terms of uh, of points, total points. So, um, Callum Wilson with a double. And my other form player, uh, he was in my uh, in my draft. Uh, well, I've got two draft teams. I think he was in uh, he was in one of my draft teams, and I think he was on my bench as well. Um, but lucky, I won my uh, one of my draft games. Was uh, Vestergaard from Southampton. Um, he's now got five returns in a row now, um, including a couple of goals, and I think Saints have been keeping a few clean sheets. So. He rounds off my uh, my current form players from the uh, from the recent game weeks. Now, following on from that, have you got any on your watch list? So this is uh, composed of different differentials and uh, ones to watch. Yeah, look, I've, I've got a few. Um, I'm gonna gonna be looking at West Ham this week. Um, but they've they've been on some really good form against a lot of the big guns. Um, you know, they were unlucky to lose at Liverpool. You know, a late goal uh, cost them. You know, they drew a my side Tottenham. Uh, got the draw at home to City, so look, West Ham fans do say that it's uh, you know they're game raisers and it's these uh, smaller games they slip up in. But you know, Fulham at home, they have, they have just come off a win, so um, you know it does worry me a little bit. But I'm going to look at West Ham and I'm going to look at Cresswell, 7.5% ownership. He's on free kicks as well. Um, I believe Statman Dave's actually got him in uh, in his side. So um, yeah, look, I think. Uh, I think Cresswell is a great option. Jared Bowen, two point two percent ownership. Um, another one that I don't don't normally like to uh, to pick Arsenal players, being a, a Spurs fan, but I've got to go with Bellerin, five point nine percent ownership. He's returning points. Arsenal have actually conceded the least goals in the league. Would you believe as well? So there is a potential for clean sheet. Uh, he's just come off a a nice twelve point score. Aston Villa at home. Um, another one I've put in four point eight percent ownership. Uh, Diogo Jota. From Liverpool, um, he's got his hat trick in the Champions League. I think him in mind is more so uh, for future weeks. Um, if you can get him in now, I know he's just price rise to six point four. Um, you know, playing on the counter attack at City potentially, there could be a goal. Um, he's probably one more for uh, for future weeks because he, he's such low ownership. He's definitely a, a differential if you don't have Salah. Um, and then the last couple, um, I've gone. Uh, Ziyech from uh, from Chelsea, 5.2% ownership, 14 points in his previous game. 
home game against Sheffield United. I, I do think that's quite a tough game. Like Sheffield United don't actually uh, tend to get, you know, turned over too much. They uh, they really only lose games by, you know, two goals at the most or two one. But you know, he's probably the man to uh, to watch. Low ownership. Um, I've also put Tammy Abraham in in again. Two point one percent ownership. He got an assist v Burnley last week, um, and he also got a goal in the Champions League. And they did bring him off at the hour mark, so it does sort of second guessing to think: you know, is he going to get another start on the weekend? And Werner out on the left, feeding Abraham. Um, so I'm, I'm liking the look of Abraham. So if you if you're looking for a uh, you know a nice uh, differential up front, you've got Abraham rounding it off in midfield with uh, Ziyech from uh, from Chelsea and Yotta from Liverpool. Um, also, Bowen from West Ham, and then your defenders with Cresswell and Bellerin. Yeah, look, Ollie, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, my own team again. I've, I've picked us a lot lately, but you know, Kane and Son have, have performed, you know, most weeks. They're the, uh, you know, the top point scorers. So um, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Spurs away at West Brom. West Brom yet to win a game. I like to think that we'd be able to win that game quite comfortably by at least a couple of goals. Um, so definitely uh, Tottenham away to West Brom. Next one, I've gone West Ham at home to Fulham. We spoke about West Ham's good form uh, against the bigger sides. It does worry me about Fulham being a bit of a banana skin, but I think in terms of, uh, and it is a London derby, but I think in terms of, uh, you know, the actual fixture, anyone against Fulham at the moment is what they're kind of saying, which is, you know, a bit disrespectful in a way that, you know, Fulham aren't actually in the bottom three, but um, I think that is probably the uh, the next kind of uh, standout fixture. Um, some good players to look out for from uh, from West Ham this week with uh, Bowen and Fournals that we've uh, previously mentioned. Uh, my last one, this was a tough one. I, I was looking at uh, initially Southampton at home to uh, Newcastle. Obviously, Newcastle did have a good uh, a good win uh, on the weekend, but um, Southampton have had quite a few clean sheets and they've had some really, really good form. They're flying. And uh, the Ings news come in last night and I, and I changed my mind. Chelsea won 3-0 and in the Champions League. So I went Chelsea at home to Sheffield United. But this one I'm going to say is mainly for potential clean sheets. You know, Sheffield United, a low-scoring team. Chelsea have been keeping, I think it's five clean sheets in a row in all comps. So um, I'm going to say potential for clean sheets. I still don't feel like their attack's quite clicked. I don't feel like Sheffield United are the sort of side that's going to sort of lose three or four or five nil. Um, I think this one's going to be a two nil or a one nil. Um, but again, Werner did look sharp last night. So, you know, you never know. It could be a, uh, you know, another three nil for Chelsea or even higher. But um, yeah, it's going to have to be uh, Spurs away to West Brom. West Ham home to Fulham and Chelsea at home to Sheffield United as my uh, as my three teams. Some uh, great teams there. Obviously, you've mentioned a few of those players in your watch list section. Obviously, your Jared Bowens, your Aaron Cresswells, uh, Ziyech as well, and Tammy Abraham from West Ham and Chelsea. And also, you've got your Spurs men as well, your uh, Keynes and your Son. So, a lot of interesting options there. They feature in some of your captain picks, but as well, there's a bit of a bombshell, a bit of an interesting one that I wouldn't have expected. Can you please elaborate on that? Yeah, look, I've uh, we'll begin with the uh, with the tried and tested captains. I've gone with uh, you know Kane, Son. Um, the obvious choices. I think that's going to be ninety five percent plus of FPL managers this weekend. Um, Son is the most owned player in the game. You know, there's some talk that that's not going to uh, be the case for much longer with the difficult fixture on for Spurs. But if you're going to captain Son. Uh, this is the time to do it away at West Brom. He loves to play on the counter-attack as well. Albeit, we'll probably will have a bit of the ball, more of the ball in saying that, but he, lo- he loves his, he's, he loves his uh, his games away, does Son. He's better away than he's at home. Um, more than likely going to be my captain, I'd say. 
so Son and then Kane. You've got the added advantage of penalties with Kane. And another one I've got, uh, Zaha, home game to Leeds. Um, he's going to be in my team in my wild card. Um, he's not someone I always like having in Fantasy League. I'm ne- I've never been a big fan of Palace because they don't score many, but he has hit the numbers this season so far, and it- it's hard to uh, to resist. So I'm going to put uh, Zaha out there. I've kept with Salah. Um, you know, he, he Liverpool penalties. He's he goes down easy. They do get penalty kicks. Um, City. Uh, you know, in their last uh, big game at home against Leicester, they let five goals in. So, um, I think if you're really, really stuck for options and you want to do something completely different, you can go Salah. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to uh, do a, a curveball captain uh, on a weekly basis now, and I think what I might try to do is just pick a captain that's just complete curveball someone that uh, you wouldn't normally do and um this week it is a bit out there um but i've, I've put Tarek lamptey down and i know this is a bit uh far-fetched but um i do remember a tactic last season where um trent alexander arnold and robertson were captains quite frequently for liverpool as defenders and just watching the spurs brighton game the other day and lamptey just continued to impress he got the goal uh, he did have a slight knock. So the worry is if you are a Lamptey owner that, you know, he might not actually play this week. But if we get the 100% go ahead and you just want to captain someone completely different, there's Burnley who aren't scoring goals. So there's, you know, a high chance of a clean sheet. Plus he's getting forward so much. He's pretty much a right winger. Um, getting assists. He's now got his goals. So if you if you just are at a point where you just want to do something completely out there, um, I've put Lamptey down as my uh, as my curveball option, a nice home game. But uh, if you've got Kane or Son um, and Lamptey, you, you've got to go on a Kane or Son. But yeah, just my uh, my curveball for the week. Nice new addition there. Uh, something that's always been the same on this podcast is the uh, Scout Eleven. Who have you gone with? Yeah, look, this is within the uh, 100 million budget. So I've actually called this one a, a, a Scout squad this weekend because... A lot of the uh, the big players, so your uh, Salas, Sterlings, and you know those premium guys were left out. So um, I've been able to kind of build a bit more of a squad. So um, yeah, look, I went with Larice. I was going to double up on Chelsea and have the uh, Mendy, the new goalkeeper, and Chilwell, but I thought just in case I sort of spread the uh, players out a bit. So I've gone with Larice, Chilwell at home to uh, Sheffield United, Cresswell, and Vestergaard, who uh, is a big aerial threat. Home to Newcastle. I actually think Newcastle might score, but you know, there's always that set piece threat and form. I've got to kind of put him in there. Uh, Bellerine spoke about he's getting forward a lot. Um, midfield, uh, I think those four speak for themselves currently. Uh, Son, uh, Ziyech uh, from uh, from Chelsea. Uh, Fornals, um, I think it was between him and Bowen. I think either one could be pretty safe with. Um, they're both uh, looking quite sharp for West Ham. Zaha, who I think's in uh, most of our teams, and then uh, up front, armband on Kane for the uh, for the scout eleven, and then uh, gone with Werner. I think that was uh, your transfer, Ollie, and that scene you you're, uh, you talked about him in the uh, in the group message earlier, and I think that uh, swayed me to put him in the uh, in the scout eleven this week. Um, closely followed by Chad Adams on the bench. Um, now there's no Danny Ings. He might step up and you know start taking over with a few more goals. Um, I've got my uh, curveball captain Lamptey on the bench there, Harvey Barnes and Fabianski. So look, if any of the uh, starting eleven doesn't play, we've actually got a strong bench this week, which is never normally the case. So great, great squad in there, Matt. Great. Good squad, mate. 
Yeah, look, it looks good. There, there's a few uh, of the usuals, Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, uh, Trent, those types of guys who uh, you know, don't feature this week. But, you know, I'm uh, putting a bit of faith in some of the uh, lower lower teams like your Palaces. And uh, although West Ham are actually doing quite well, like, reality is they're normally a sort of bottom half mid-table club at best. So, not, not um, Man United players, speaking of lower teams. Yeah, yeah, actually speaking of lower, lower teams, no Man United players. Um, yeah, sorry, I just... Uh, You've not been getting the penalties lately, have you? So, um, yeah, can't, <laughs> can't be it has gone quiet, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I feel like the last couple of weeks it has gone quiet with penalties. It wasn't, um, yeah. I definitely switched up my team around to be built around penalties, and then all of a sudden, it's, <laughs> penalties didn't come in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now, moving on to the guest section, it's the reason also why I've uh, swapped out the Rovers kit for a bit of a uh, bit of RZ just here. We've got a uh, Bit of a Dutch flavour on our podcast this week. We've got Sir Sebastian Sterrell, who manages penalties only, please, who are just inside the top 20 of our FPL Addicts and Esports Live League. Welcome to the podcast, Seb. How are you? Not too bad, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all. Um, how have you found the season so far? And are you confident that you can stay inside the top 20? Uh, it's been a strange FPL season. I'm pretty sure everyone's thought that. Um, I mean, with, with, the, with the huge amount of pens at the start of the season and now a lot of goals happening, I mean, it's hard to find the value picks, really. Um, I got lucky that uh, I think... Uh, Mitchell from Palace did not play and Bellerin was on my bench and he took a spot. So got lucky there. So hopefully I can keep this uh, run going for the for the foreseeable future. And uh, with your team, your team is penalties only, please. Uh, we assume that you're a Man United fan. Is that true? Yes, I am. I have been for a long, long time. Um, but uh, I have never. Sorry, um, this season I haven't owned a manual player yet. <laughs> wow, I'm <laughs> Bruno. No, I actually thought about bringing Bruno um, like after their buy in the first week. Um, but I'm. I first wanted to see how they were going, and then I decided to bring in in other players and then I use my wild card at some point and um, I just haven't brought anyone in. I am thinking about uh, Rashford or someone like that soon. Uh, Seb, mate, you're a referee and I know we're not too um, educated on how Dutch football works, but um, what level do you ref at and what is your opinion on VAR? Uh, good question. Um, so I've only refereed in Australia. Um, so I'm, I, uh, before, so probably heading back to 20, I start of 2019, um, uh, kind of got introduced to, uh, State League 2, which was nice and, um, doing under 20s, uh, boys, uh, MPL in Victoria, that is, and um, doing women's Premier League as well. Just, just back to VAR, Seb. Are you a fan? Yes or no? In uh, the Premier oh, League specifically. In general, I am a fan, but um, 
it's being used a lot better um, now than it has been. Um, so yes, I am, I am a fan, but I still think that there's a lot of improvements that have to be made on it. Definitely agree with you there. Places like when it was used at the 2018 World Cup, it's definitely that was better use than the Premier League is now. That was so. actually very good over mm-hmm. there, I thought. Hi, Seb. It's the uh, Guru here from FPL Addicts. Um, right. What's your uh, form been in previous years of uh, FPL? And um, if you've played in uh, previous years, where have you done your research and where are you currently doing your research? Um honestly don't really remember how I've, how I've done in the previous um, in the previous years um, I do know I think last year got to like the third round of the cup which I was kind of happy with oh, yep. kind of the best I did did in the cup um, I don't think I had a great year last year but the previous year it was a little bit better um, it seemed to be taking a bit more serious this year somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, where I get my info from Fantasy Football Scout uh, has some really good stuff I think Um, Mm, yeah they're good um, I listen to the um, EP uh, so the FBL podcast and the Fantasy Premier League show nice work mate and obviously you listen to uh, our podcast I know you're one of our number one listeners in in there Um, yes indeed Good man. And going on to obviously your team now, I know you just say you're, you're taking it a bit more seriously this year. Does that mean you take, you're not much of a risk taker? Is Has any of your picks been uh, any of those risky picks in there? Have you gambled on any of them? Well, in terms of the gamble, I kind of gambled not taking any Man United players. And that <laughs> hurt me, I think. Hurt, the thing that hurt me in the first, first five weeks, maybe, but. Since then, I've been happy. Um, I took away KDB instead of uh, for Sterling when he got injured, um, which is a risk. But uh, it seemed like Man City at the time weren't going well, and Sterling was probably probably going to get more points. Uh, I stuck with Son, um, but uh, of course I took the risk in the week that he was reported injured and then freaking Mourinho of course starting again <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people have that same reaction mate and, uh, typical yeah, Mourinho typical Mourinho and, uh, of course Yeah. obviously on the, on the yeah. subject of obviously the Dutch obviously being an Ajax Ajax fan yourself um, in, your, in your native native home country um, obviously it's Edwin van der Sar's birthday today do you want to send him a video shout out a birthday message you know what? I hadn't even realized. <laughs> so, <laughs> happy birthday to the best Dutch football group of all time. <laughs> he was a legend for Manchester United as well. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely a top-notch keeper. And uh, I don't know if Man United had too many better than him other than uh, De Gea, but he's uh, been a bit poppered on hands recently. In terms of modern, though, in terms of current form, what are your hopes for the rest of the season for both Manchester United and in Fantasy Premier League? Seems like United are more of a cup team than anything else at the moment, which which does not bode well whatsoever. Um, no. They need to get a, some kind of a leader, and they don't have have a leader. So without them signing a leader or someone somehow becoming one, they're not going to um, 
qualify for the Champions League again next season, which would be a huge shame. Um, for my personal goals in fantasy, um, I think I cracked the top, five, uh, nearly the top 500 this week around. So maybe the top 200 or something. Sounds good. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Sebastian. Go well for the rest of the season and uh, hopefully we can have you on the podcast soon again this year. Take care. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. So that was Sebastian Sterrell, who is our guest for this week in Classic. But moving on from that now, we're on to the draft section of the podcast. We're just going to quickly run over the results from game week seven. Rolando got an absolutely another pasting from uh, the top player in the league, which is Jack. He's still top. Three points clear of Matt now. 27-point win for him there, so he's pretty happy with that. Elliot got smashed again, had a shocking week in Classic. Continued that over to draft. Dave! finally finally got himself off the board so when you're out of form you want to be playing elliot or orlando we found so a big win for dave there that man dave he's um he's off the board he's up and running big win there for him 23 points the tune of that was as well speaking of big wins i'm absolutely absolutely smashing against james in the battle of the championship followers 72 to 37 absolutely battered him not much to say there and uh, the best game of the week, I'd say, was the uh, match we uh, talked about, the match we previewed earlier on, was uh, Matt against the Mac lads. And I said to Dad going in, he's like, there's no way you've lost this looking at the, uh, your team there. But he actually has managed to do so. Good score on 49, but not good enough. 55 points for Matt as he took the three points. Moving over to the standings, Jack is still setting the pace up the top. Five wins from five, the only person to do so. He's clear of Matt and myself, who are both on 12. Um, we've got the Mac lads in fourth on nine points. And then from there, it's it's pretty poor reading, let's say. James on four points. David finally off the board um, with a win there. And um, also Elliot, he's having a shocker. And Rolando still hasn't won. So nothing new there. Um, still don't think he's won. Okay. <laughs> no, it got auto-picked. And I, and I don't think it's it's been pretty derelict there. So uh, nothing's happened in that regard. Moving into game week eight. The match of the round is the top one you can see for sure. Jack and Matt, the top two in the league, will be squaring off. Look at that table just quickly before we do that. Matt could jump clear on top of the table with a win who would unseat Jack for the first time this season and knock him off the top. But that's the fixture of the week so far. We'll preview that in just a second. I'm playing uh, the Matt lads, so I'm playing my dad, so a bit of banter will be going on in, uh, in this household. James and David. So David could go back to back really here if we're talking about that. The best of the rest though is James. He's in fourth and he'll be looking to move close to that top three. And the basement battlers, Elliot and Rolando. Please, this is going to be low scoring, isn't it? This is going to be, you know, you're boring, nil-nil, scoreless draw. And I don't think we'll be talking much about that come the podcast. One thing we will be talking about though, is probably the top game between Jack and Matt. They've been build a blockbuster, the heavyweight sides. Jack even said he... Uh, called his mum about it so that's how big it's reaching if we just preview the game just quickly uh last week jack had himself 55 points not a bad score though uh, martinez was poor in net blank completely no points there but if we move further forward james ward prowse what a pick that is and jack Grealish on opposite wings there 32 points between them that's an unbelievable effort and also we had harry kane chipping in and also ben chilwell with six points regulon also had four there's a bit of an injury cloud there so a decent week, all things considered. Moving over to uh, Matt's camp. 
I think he also had 55 points as well, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I uh, neck and neck to start. Yeah, I was following it very closely when I was obviously playing against your old man, and um, I said he was a dark horse, and I thought he had me. And then uh, when I, uh, I think I got to the games on Sunday night, and I had a few extra players, and I, I just got this feeling that I was gonna gonna edge him, and um, I managed to put Thiago Silva in there at the last sort of minute with the uh, transactions before the deadline. As a free agent, he was, so he come out and got me a clean sheet. Um, I was happy with that. Um, Watkins got me a, uh, a penalty. They decided to put him on penalties, so I was pretty happy with that one. Um, everyone else, I uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, Belly was a late one. I, I managed to bring him in. He didn't do anything, but um, you know, a couple of points just to uh, to boost me up there. So um, yeah, look, I think the uh, bringing in Thiago Silva was really really helped. And um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make some moves though because this this lineup I've got now is not beating the. Uh, you know the draft guru that we call uh, that we call Jack. <laughs> it's, looking at his team, it's just he's built for this week. I think if I was playing him after the international break, um, I, I'd beat him because there's that Spurs Man City game, and um, I think Southampton end up with Wolves, but I think with and then Leicester end up with Liverpool too. And I just think with these fixtures that he's got there with Cresswell, um, you know Harry Kane, Zaha. Oh, I, I don't know how I'm going to beat that. If it was another week and Salah had a lower side, I think I'd be able to run him, uh, you know, really close. But yeah, I'm going to have to see what's available and see what I can do because he's he's the man to beat. And my lineup just yeah, I can't beat. I just can't see me beating him this week. But it's about, it's yeah, about as much confidence in that dressing room as there is at Manchester United right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just the uh, it's Zaha and Kane and Cresswell. But like, if I can pull a few uh, transfers out the hat, then you know it might it might be okay. But my current lineup's just not built for this game week, unfortunately. But yeah, never say never. I think there's a lot of tough pickings in there. Obviously, the transaction wise, transactions wise, there's there's not much out there to go and get. So oh, no. absolutely nothing, nothing of very slim pickings. So hopefully it stays as it is, and I can take a clear victory and go six in six, boys. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll just throw it think- quickly back to you, Jack. Um, how do you reckon you're going to do that? Obviously, Matt, we've had a detailed analysis of his team. Um, obviously, you had a decent week yourself. This is your section. So, uh, how do you reckon you're going to overtopple, overtop, sorry, the um, classic guru? Yeah, I think we're going to overtopple him and overtop him as well. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't speak there. Words just didn't happen. <laughs> no, I think obviously from Matt's analysis, um, the, the boys that are on the pitch at the moment. Are all you know looking good before the international break? Um, I think obviously I'm going to bring Schmeichel in for Martinez because he's just fallen out of favour, so I think it's going to strengthen me a bit further. Villa's fixtures are, are brilliant. Can I just say after this game week, I think they got Arsenal and then it's just green and and a little bit of grey. So after this one, yeah. So is that Chilwell as well that you've got in there? And Chilwell's in there as well. So <laughs> I don't call him the draft guru for nothing. I know, picked, picked wisely in that one. I'm, I'm still wondering how I got Harry Kane, considering I was the seventh pick in our draft pick. Mm. I cannot believe no no one picked him. Um, so I think that one, when I built the team around him, was brilliant. Yeah. Um, obviously, Zaha as well, he had a quiet week. You know, Rolando got lucky, I think, during the week with, uh, with Zaha in a quiet game. Otherwise, it could have been absolutely devastating. And I'm still waiting for Adama Traore to kick. He's not really done anything this season, has he? And but I think he's obviously hopefully one to watch. He's obviously spending a lot more time in the gym, um, so I think he's just adjusting to his his bigger body shape. Um, not and Ward, weight, Cap- apparently. 
<laughs> and Ward Prowse, obviously, um, after his birthday birthday week performing, he stepped up big time and set piece specialist. Uh, enjoying watching him and Martial will be coming back from suspension as well, so I'm sure he'll be wanting to come back firing as well. So there's a lot of strength in depth there as well. So I'll be very worried for Matt, and I'll be very worried for anyone else as we as we go through. Um, so yeah, I think from that respect, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I'm looking positive and still looking to go six, you know, six and six undefeated. Will be an absolute heavyweight bout, and we'll have to see how they go next week. Obviously, we do have an international break, so that was going to keep us going throughout the week to see if Jack can go six from six or if Matt can upset the apple cart. We do have an international break, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but before that, though, we keep forgetting to mention uh, the early deadline. It keeps hitting and keeps hitting. So we'll mention it now. Three o'clock Australian time um, is the deadline on Saturday morning. Brighton Burnley will follow 90 minutes later. And a bit of a bumper so- uh, Saturday morning football because Southampton will be taking on Elliot's Newcastle. But do not miss that deadline. So that concludes another FPL Addicts and Esports Live podcast best of luck to you all this week i think that most of that sends uh, extends out to elliot as well because he needs to rebound for sure um i think more than jackie had a you know obviously we've mentioned that how jack had a better week than elliot but uh, he, he didn't even want to come on the pod this week did elliot but um yeah best of luck to you this week mate you uh, want to be getting back to your former glory and that is being top of the league to the rest of you out there do not miss that early deadline i know i said it before but there is another reminder 3 a.m obviously melbourne time for that game between Brighton and Burnley um, at 4.30 a.m. So uh, it's not really the greatest game to kick off the game week, but make sure your teams are in and don't be stung by that early deadline. It's really early this week, so make sure your teams are all good. Otherwise, that's us done for another week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. See you next week.